Welcome to Seeking the Hot Seat with Abigail. I am your host, Abigail. Thank you for joining me today on today's podcast. We will be discussing vulnerability, its ups, its downs, and its in-betweens. It's about to be a roller coaster. Jump on in. throw you in for a loop like that absolutely not before we really dive deep of course i like to do something a bit light a bit fun a bit interesting because why not so before we get deep i want to talk about some random fun facts you may not know about these are very random so just bear with me but there's a theme the theme is random animal fun facts the first animal we're going to talk about is a shrimp like the seafood you know the seafood yeah that shrimp anyways the heart of a shrimp is located in its head yes in their head which to me is hilarious crazy and scary all at once in addition shrimps have an open circulatory system which means they have no arteries and their organs float directly in blood so to sum it up shrimps are built different real real different because um they just have their organs floating everywhere their heart is in their head um that's very very interesting i don't like i don't know what to say i'm just i'm intrigued but weirded out but i also find it funny all at once a lot of emotions going on with that one it's a lot anyways the next animal is a guinea pig which are pets depending on where you're from or they can be food i've heard they're food and certain places which to me was interesting um i don't know if i'd ever eat one willingly i am vegan i'm vegan but i'm only vegan anywhere but africa if i land in africa i'm eating any meat i see um because the motherland just does it for me um but anywhere else i'm vegan but back to guinea pigs um did you know it's illegal to own just one guinea pig in switzerland it's considered animal abuse because they are social beings and get lonely. Interessante, interessante, interessante. Um, yeah. So if you're considering living in Switzerland and you want to get yourself a pet guinea pig, you're gonna have to get two. Unless you're an animal abuser, and I don't think you want to be one. Which I find very interesting. That um, I like. I see where the rule is coming from. But at the same time, I feel like it's a very interesting rule. Because I feel like then you could argue that other animals are social beings and it, it should be illegal to, to have only one of them. I don't know, that's weird. Guinea pigs are cute, but they wouldn't be my first choice of pet anyway. My first choice is a dog. Even though I have bad allergies, I would choose a dog. Just Dogs are cute. And yeah, I've heard that they're high maintenance and stuff like that, but so is everything. Like, you never get a good deal with anything if it's not high maintenance you know what i'm saying a car is high maintenance you're high maintenance like what everything's high maintenance plus i feel like it's worth it if you take care of the dog i think they're cute and they're fun to play with and they're sweet yeah i guess it also depends on like 
the breed and then I also think it also depends on like the person taking care of them like are you an active person or not I would walk my dog every day I'm sure I'd complain once in a while a lot but I'd do it I want a dog I'm I'm not a guinea pig person but they're cute to guinea pig lovers and owners you slay but they're not for me um, our last random animal fun fact is that unicorns are the national animal of Scotland. It was apparently chosen because of its connection with dominance and chivalry, as well as purity and innocence in Celtic mythology. I know some of you are like, um, Abigail, please, please. You did not just say animal and unicorn in the same sentence. Yeah, I did. I did, not because I believe it, but because some people believe in unicorns. Me, personally, my imagination is limited in that sense. I was never even that kid who believed in unicorns. I was not. I don't know what it was. Like, I watched them on TV and stuff. I don't know. I find it interesting that a country sees it as the national animal. Um, wow. I'm wondering who proposed that. Like, who, who sat there and was like, yes. Our nation, our nation and unicorns symbolize the same thing. Like, I just want want to know. I know they were under some kind of influence or something. I don't know what it was, but I want to know. Like, I want to meet them and be like, so what was your thought process? Were you thinking that you ate it up? Mmm, okay. Nice, nice to know. That's it. That's it for the random fun facts today. Um, those are fun. I liked those. Those are very, very random, very interesting. Got me thinking a little bit. Our world is so random. I'm gonna do more of these. They're so fun. Anyways, stay tuned to get into our real topic. Back to the actual topic of today. Um, vulnerability. According to dictionary.com, one of the definitions of vulnerability means a willingness to show emotion or to allow one's weakness to be seen or known. Willingness to risk being emotionally hurt. <sighs> deep breath, deep breath. When I first heard this, um, this definition and read it, I think what really struck me is the willingness to risk being emotionally hurt part. I would not willingly be like, yeah, I want to risk being emotionally hurt. No, no, no. Um, because that means that I could walk away from that conversation or that relationship, friendship or romantic, but um, I, I could walk away from that being hurt. No one ever wants to walk away being hurt. But then I had to really sit down and think, be like, Abby, the word is risk. When you, if you never take a risk, you'll never grow, you'll never learn, you'll never become a better person. Risk is very much a word that has a negative connotation, rightfully so, because it could end up being um, a very negative outcome. But sometimes risks bring some of the most positive outcomes in our lives. So before I really discuss um, why vulnerability is important, I wanted to take us on a journey of um, the word vulnerability itself. Um, One of my favorite things about words is that they go through a journey before they are formed. So the word vulnerability comes from the word vulnerable. Now, according to the Merriam-Webster dictionary, this is the history of the word vulnerable. 
Vulnerable is ultimately derived from the Latin noun vulnus, which means wound. Vulnus led to the Latin verb vulnerare, meaning to wound, and then to the late Latin adjective vulnerabilis, which means vulnerable in English in the early 1600s. Vulnerable originally meant capable of being physically wounded or having the power to wound. The latter is now obsolete, but since the late 1600s, it has also been used figuratively to suggest a defenselessness against non-physical attacks. In other words, someone or something can be vulnerable to criticism or failure as well as to the literal wounding. When it is used figuratively, vulnerable is often followed by the preposition to. Nowadays, the word vulnerable is used to describe more than just physical vulnerability. It's also an emotion, it, it, you can be vulnerable emotionally. It's a popular word regarding healthy and deep relationships. So often in like shows or like even conversations or stuff like that, the word vulnerable will pop up a lot. Be like, I want someone who's able to be vulnerable. I want someone who's able to be vulnerable in friendships, in romantic relationships. Um, but the funny thing is, I feel like that word is one of those words that's like thrown around everywhere, but no one really knows what it means or how it pertains to them and their relationships. What does it mean to be vulnerable? How does vulnerability look? How can I practice vulnerability? What if I don't know where to start? I feel like those are the parts of vulnerability that are not talked about. One of my favorite quotes by Brene Brown is, vulnerability is like being naked on stage and hoping for an applause rather than laughter. So being naked exposes your features, your scars, and leaves no room for you to hide anything at all. Vulnerability is like being naked with your heart, soul, and spirit. Everyone feels the need to present themselves in a perfect or likable manner. Vulnerability calls for people to be open and honest, to break down walls and barriers. This is a very scary practice and habit to build. Within a society where trust is easily broken, vulnerability does not seem like an option. Now, disclaimer, I'm not saying to be vulnerable with everyone. Absolutely not. Not everyone deserves your vulnerability. Uh-uh. You still have to guard yourself within the presence of certain people for your own safety and protection. But for those relationships that are growing deep and you want to grow deep and you see a potential in them being relationships that you want to keep in your future, then maybe try to be a little more vulnerable. Slowly by slowly, don't like dive deep all at once guys please please don't do that um because i think like like everything in life that is healthy you you have to you you have to navigate it in a very strategic careful way as to protect yourself and your energy and um mainly yourself as a person um, but for those relationships that are growing deep, whether friendships or romantic, vulnerability is key. Here are a few reasons why. Vulnerability eliminates the potential for miscommunication and allows an ind- individual to be themselves. So from personal experience, I feel like the best relationships are the ones where communication is emphasized on and the ones where I can be myself unapologetically. Communication isn't just about the good stuff. It's not all like the, you know the 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 happy things or or positive things you have to say it's also the the bad as well but in a healthy manner you can be like hey um i felt like you hurt me i felt like what you said was wrong i felt like i didn't agree with what you did things like that communication is very much key 
Another reason why vulnerability is beneficial to relationships is it takes them into the next level. It builds trust and it strengthens the closeness within two individuals. Um, the reason it does that is because it encourages um, it encourages people to be open. When you're open, you, you're able to feel trust and you're able to give trust. Um, and vulnerabilities is not a one-way street, it's a two-way street. When you give a little in a healthy relationship, you'll get a little. And slowly, by slowly, by slowly, that goes up. Um, if you're giving and the other person's not giving, maybe you should really rethink that relationship. You should be like, is this a close relationship? I'm not saying, like, cut the person off. Absolutely not. I'm saying you should maybe limit how much you tell them. And you can still be friends with them, but be like, yo, maybe I shouldn't talk about this, this, and this with them, but I can talk about this with them or do this with them because it's a two-way street. You can't just give, give, give and not get a little. I'm not saying be like, tell me all your deepest, darkest secrets. Absolutely not. But at the same time, are you giving more than they're giving? Maybe rethink what that relationship means to you. Um, Vulnerability encourages self-regulation and belonging. Some relationships fall through because you feel as though you do not belong in that relationship it can be a friendship of two and you still don't feel like you belong that's scary it's scary to not feel like you belong because then you're creating um an environment in a relationship where you feel unsafe that's not good guys <laughs> not good that's a red flag like a very a very big red flag um or sometimes they fall through because you don't feel like you're growing in that friendship or relationship you feel as though you're you're stagnant and you're not having that encouragement to grow and that person maybe isn't checking in on you or um is like hey how are you or like how's progress or like they don't really care about growth that you're making outside of that friendship like school or work or career or anything of the sort um which while I was reading this I was like no nah, that can't be true but then I was really thinking about it and I was like yeah sometimes we do lose those relationships because you feel like unsupported you feel like you're not being seen like which which I was like that makes sense as humans we do want and and feel the need to feel seen and we feel the need to be encouraged and to be supported in what we're doing and when you feel that support you you feel like giving that support as well um so sometimes relationships fall through because because that self-regulation and, and that um, that belonging, fact, those factors are not there. Um, vulnerability reduces conflict since it creates an environment where both people can be honest with each other. Being honest breeds love and trust and lessens the chances of arguments escalating. Now, I'm not saying it eliminates arguments. Arguments are very much healthy true relationships. When you have an argument in a healthy manner it actually grows the relationship and it builds and strengthens the bond now if you have an argument but you guys don't have that openness and safeness in that relationship and the argument escalate escalates that's where relationships are ruined by arguments um so when you have vulnerability in that relationship um arguments are still going to be there and conflict is still going to be there but you're able to combat that together and um, it won't escalate to a point of no return.
Now I'm sure some of you are like, yo, Abigail, I get it. I get that being vulnerable is beneficial, but girl, um, I don't know how to do that. I don't know how to be vulnerable. That's fine because <laughs> I feel like a lot of us don't. Um, and it's something that doesn't come easily. I'm not sitting here acting like I'm the queen of vulnerability. Absolutely not. I was educating myself by researching this topic as well because I felt like it's something that I, I, I'll be honest, I lack sometimes. Um, but here are a few tips that I found that make sense to me. Um, number one, and I've mentioned this already, but don't rush too deep into everything. Start slow. So it can be as simple as being more honest. Um, for example, when someone asks how your day is, don't respond good if it was not good. I feel like that's something as a society we need to stop. Like, um, I'm not saying tell everyone, like, everything. No. But, like, be honest. Like, lately if I, someone's like, how's your day? And I'm like, it's going slow. Or, um, you know, it could be a bit better. Or something like that. Like, being more honest in in your reply and not just replying a certain way because society has programmed us to reply in a certain way another tip is um express your needs within your relationships friendship or romantic and by relationship guys for the rest of the episode i just want to say that i don't just mean like girlfriend boyfriend whatever blah 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 no i mean friendships as well because those are actually the relationships that we're in more than romantic ones um so express what you need in that relationship. Um, we're all different people with different needs. You know what your needs are. I know what my needs are. But you can't assume the people around you will. You need to verbalize them instead of shutting down. Um, and I feel like I'm speaking to myself when I say this. So I'm just going to speak from my point of view for a little bit. Um, when I feel frustrated or I feel like, something has hurt me whether it's something they said or that they've done or that they're lacking and that I need um sometimes I'll shut down instead of like going up to that person and be like yo um this is actually how I feel and this is what I need um and sometimes some people are like why do they need this we're humans we're needy people we need certain things out of friendships relationships um it can be as simple as Yo, like, I need, um, I need honesty. I need, um, I need honesty is a key thing. I feel like we, we don't ask for that in relationships sometimes. Um, so just, like, tell that person what your needs are and, like, and, and how, how the two of you can meet them. Um, and also, it also depends on the relationship you have with that person as well. So this is, take, take, Take this advice, yes, but also remember that take it in a way that is beneficial to you. Um, so like I've said, communicate when you feel hurt by a certain action or something they said. Sometimes um, someone will say something and like everyone else laughed, but like deep down it hurt you. Um, and you chalk it up and you just like, you know what, I'm gonna act like it never happened. But letting someone know that you hurt them is actually healthy. I've talked with a couple of people and um. Sometimes they, they're friends with someone and then their friendship falls through and then they come back to that friend later and they find out that their relationship fell through simply because of a comment made. Guys, you don't understand how many people lose friendships because of comments, because of 
the deadliest weapon on earth, the mouth. Um, that could be easily fixed, y'all. Just going up to that person and be like, you hurt me. And if they're a real, true, genuine friend, they'll be like, oh my goodness, I'm so sorry. I will, um, be more sensitive of that next time. Um, I've been educated from my friends who've been like, Abby, like, that was not cool to say. And I'm like, oh my goodness, like, I didn't even realize that was a mean thing. And I'm very, very sorry. And it's made me more sensitive to what I say around people. And it builds me as a person, not just within that friendship, but within my relationships with other people and with myself. Um, lastly, remember not everyone deserves your vulnerability. I, I've, I've said this already, but I want to emphasize on this because um, I think sometimes we give our vulnerability to the wrong people because we don't realize that that relationship is not one that's meant to be deep. There's people who are meant to be around you, absolutely, but not every single person gets to know you. No, uh-uh, mm Choose wisely who gets access to the real and raw you. I'm gonna take a deep breath now. That was, that was, that was a very much needed topic. I feel like that was deep. That was real, real deep. Um... But anyways, stay tuned for something lighter, something more fun. One of my favorite parts of this podcast, Caught Red-Handed. You did it, you did it, you did it. You made it to Caught Red-Handed. Now on Caught Red-Handed, we will be discussing headlining news and my thoughts on it. Usually it's Twitter's thoughts on it, but it's my thoughts because um, this is a very special one to me, if you know me well enough. Um, so who's been caught red-handed in the cookie jar? I'll let you know. The Grammys happened. Music's biggest night happened. A whole lot of things went down and in the spirit of Issa Rae, I was rooting for my black people, especially on Black History Month. So I chose three important winners for me um everyone's an important winner but i wanted to highlight these three because they made history viola davis thames and beyonce have been caught red-handed with grammys i want to be caught red-handed with the grammy that's so cool um so viola davis is an egot now y'all she has won an emmy an oscar a tony and now a grammy for her audiobook finding me which is her autobiography. I'm yet to read it. It's on my list. I have so many books on my reading list, but once I read it, I will definitely talk a little bit about it. She's 57, y'all, and she's still working. And she's, I feel like she's at the peak of her career at 57. That's gotta be, whew, quite the accomplishment. So she made history. She is the third black woman to have the title of being an EGOT. Um, so yeah claps and snaps for her this next one's important to me being an african an african woman um thames won for her feature on future song wait for you alongside drake she's the first female nigerian artist to win a grammy award guys let that soak in like africa's at the table y'all africa's in the house and we're not leaving no we're not leaving but um I can't wait to see more Africans win. And I, another thing I wanted to say is, um, I'm kind of mad they snubbed Burna, Burna Boy of a Grammy, as if he didn't take the world by storm with his last album. You guys should listen to it. Um, 
But Africans are not quitters, so I know he'll come back and he'll win in the future. Like, that's a given. Um, also, I'm not happy that African music genres don't have their own category. In the Grammys, like, we're put under the global as if we don't have so many banger genres. Like, bongo flava, I'm a piano, afrobeats. Like, there's so many genres. I think we should deserve our own. We deserve our own. Um, the Latin community has gotten their own their own um, categories. I think they deserve a few more because they have so many great genres as well. But Africa needs, we need our own. We need our own, our own genre. But I'm sure it'll change. It, it, it's gonna have to. With the way music's going, it's gonna have to. And last, but definitely not least, um, guys, Beyonce did it again. She made history. She made her story history um, on music's biggest night and on black history month guys like that's i feel like that's so cool um queen b is a living legend she now has the most grammys um she's been nominated so i I think people are like oh my gosh she's won so much but she's been nominated like so many times that when you count her wins it, it it it's not as many as it could be she lost so many times just to get these wins and she still hasn't won album of the year um interesting i find that very very interesting but yeah hopefully i'm caught red-handed with a with a grammy one day um bring bring one bring one home for africa i would love 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 to do that but yeah that's who that those are who've been caught red-handed and for good reasons good 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 reasons um i'm i'm just so proud so proud Shout out of the week! Shout out of the week this week is Ray, the beautiful, talented, unconventional Ray. I'm kind of mad I just discovered her music, guys. It's honestly, I'm I'm mad at myself. But you know, it's better late than never. Um, she's a four-time Brit-nominated artist, guys. Ray is spelled R-A-Y-E. Ray is one of the most streamed artists in the world with three billion streams of her music. She has a double platinum, five platinum, three gold and silver singles to her name. She's indisputably one of the UK's premier songwriters. Her songs have amassed over 3.5 billion streams, having written for some of the world's biggest artists, including John Legend, Ellie Goulding, Khaled, David Guetta, Diplo, and Beyonce. You guys know the Black is King album by Beyonce? You know the song Bigger? Ray wrote that with a friend, guys. Um, that's pretty cool. That's snaps and claps to her, y'all. Um, in 2019, she's awarded the BMI Impact Award in recognition of her groundbreaking artistry, creative vision, and impact on the future of music. In 2022, she was nominated for the Ivor Songwriter of the Year. Guys, these are big awards for people in the industry. Um, the emotionally raw, in-your-face anthem, Hard Out Here, marked the songwriter's first solo music in over a year and her official debut as an independent artist. Let me stop and talk about that for a little bit. Ray, under her label, was not allowed to release her debut album, um, which I think is frustrating because after being in the industry for seven years and being a songwriter and writing for some of the biggest people in music and being told, no, we don't want you to release, has got to hurt and is that's so raw but she made beauty out of pain y'all she put out so many so many good songs so many good songs so many good songs um the following singles after she put out heart out here 
included escapism, which became a worldwide smash hit, leading to the widespread discovery of Ray the artist. So I discovered her because of that song. I'm one of those people. Ray is, oh, not is, actually. She has debuted her debut album, My 21st Century Blues. They came, it came out February 3rd. Um, it's Ray's part two. It's Ray on her own terms. It's the Ray of old, but reloaded. These are songs made by Ray for Ray, but within that, they're for everyone who has faced and overcome adversity. They're anthems for women in the industry or stuck in a cycle of misogyny. And I don't think it's just women in the industry. I think it's women in general. Um, she explores a lot of topics in there that um, I don't think many women really explore anymore. And then her songwriting structure is not your normal like verse, chorus, pre-chorus. Like She didn't write this as a um a number one album type thing she wrote this purely from love from raw emotion from pain from she wrote this for herself and you can you feel it and you hear it so check out her debut album my 21st century blues it's a no skip and totally worth the listen i've left all her info in the description box so check it out that's a wrap on Taking the Hot Seat with Abigail. I'm your host, Abigail. Stay tuned for more conversations with me.